This hour of Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. Now back to Spears and Ali on 1490 AM, 94.9 HD Channel 4 ESPN Tucson. What's going on? Welcome to another edition of Spears and Ali here on ESPN Tucson, 1490 AM, 94.9 HD Channel 4, ESPNTucson.com, the ESPN Tucson mobile app, and the Spears and Ali podcast. Y'all know me, Justin Spears. And I've been without my partner in crime for the last couple of days, but I'm very thankful because I get him back not only today, the the first day of our live Kologar Classic broadcast, but I'm getting him on his birthday. I know, right? Happy birthday, Ali Farhan. Thank you. And it's like, what, it's 3 o'clock, and uh, I am completely sober. I'll, I'll, I'll rectify that shortly. Let's see how this <laughs> – so, yeah, if you're listening on our podcast, listen how Ali Farhang progresses throughout the show. And, well, and, and you let us – 3 o'clock hour is going to be a lot of really good, poignant sports talk. 4 o'clock hour is going to be a lot of fun, a lot of frivolity, a lot of laughs. 5 o'clock hour, I'm going to just tell Justin how much I love him. You're going to tell – just by that, where things are going. <laughs> I'm very excited for today's broadcast, Ali. One, it's your birthday. Yeah. Um, we're going to celebrate you all for the next three hours and for the rest of the day. Oh, man. But also, man, I think that it, you know it's a, it's a special broadcast because you know every year or ever since we've gotten back on these airwaves, uh, we've done a, a pretty great job of coming out to the Kologar Classic and mingling with the people and... I'm just, it's its a good time, man. Being out here at Omni Tucson National Golf Resort, uh, being here for the Kologar Classic Golf Broadcast, which is presented by Chicanos Por La Casa, it's a, it's, it's a great time. And, of course, the Conquistadors do such a great job of organizing all of this. You're a member of the uh, Conquistadors, Ali, so you're a big reason why we come out here. Just a great setup, man. It is, man. And, you know, uh, as you can see, everybody's really happy. I mean, look, it, it started a little ominous today because uh, Tucson, it was a... Uh, it was a white Christmas, right? I mean, we were blanketed by snow uh, on my birthday. And there's a Chad Dreger from president of uh, Northern Trust Bank, another conquistador. I'm going to keep doing that because I'm going to tell you there are so many good people in this community that volunteer this week for the community. I mean, we're all off of work and making sure that we put, on, put together a first-class event that uh, benefits local sports, local youth uh, mm-hmm. in Tucson and southern Arizona. But that being said, you know, we have a pro-am today. We had a pro-am yesterday that I played in. We have a pro-am today. Uh, the participants were totally understanding that we had to make some adjustments because of the snow. But, man, it couldn't be more beautiful. And as you know, Justin, it's a pretty good party at night, too. It is. Here, tomorrow night, yeah, mm-hmm. especially. So happy to be here and happy to make this a tradition of Spears and Ali. Well, it's going to be a, a great party all weekend long. Uh, I mean, it's been going on the, the previous couple days, like you mentioned, but the pro-ams, and then starting tomorrow, the tournament gets started. Time and, to go. And it's a pretty loaded field, Ali. I'm actually really excited about the the Kuligar Classic this year because you look at the guys who are in it, you have Bernard Langer, who I don't know if you know about his uh, record, Ali, but he's got the most, or he's tied for the most wins on the, the Champions Tour. He's got 45 of them. Is that right? Needs one more, wow. and he's got the most. No wonder he was smiling so much when I talked to him today. Oh, yeah. You know, he was all about, he was so focused. Other guys eating breakfast burritos, he was all fruit. 
Yep. Oh yeah, he was. He's ready to go. Well, he's also German too. Those guys are probably American. <laughs> yeah. we, we we like to eat burritos in the morning. Sometimes you know those European golfers, they like to dabble in the fruit variety, and that's why they have such a petite frame. Uh, it depends. And I, I look like where the way you're I do. from in Europe, because there's some guys that are from the European continent that uh, they were all into the breakfast burritos. <laughs> a lot of crepes. Yeah. They're like no one. No, oh, I can have two. Okay, okay. two it is. <laughs> But not only Bernard Langer going for the record, uh, he's got, like I said, 45 right now, trying to go for 46. Uh, but Steve Stricker, uh, who not long ago was dealing with a pretty serious illness and actually could have lost his life over it, now a year and a half or so later playing his best golf, he's currently atop of the uh, Charles Schwab Cup standings right now. So lots of good golf is going to be played here at the Colgar Classic. Make sure you come out to this great event. Go to KoligarClassic.com and check out all the information about the uh, tournament and everything surrounding it. And with that being said, Ali, we're not only just going to talk about Kologar Classic today, but we're also going to talk about what's going on in the NBA and also some college basketball as well. And then NFL Draft Combine took place earlier in Indianapolis today. We'll check in and see what uh, Bajan Robinson's up to the Tucson native and former Texas star running back, looking to be a top-ten pick. We know that he's going to be a first-round pick, but will, is there a team that's going to take that running back in the top ten? I think he's certainly capable of it. I do too, man. Anybody but Baltimore, Cincinnati, or Cleveland. So I'm rooting for him. Uh, but, divisional rivals of the Steelers? Yeah, but to uh, to Bijan's credit is, uh, you know, a lot of the guys that are high-caliber uh, NFL prospects, they don't take part in all of the stuff in the NFL Combine. They go in for the interviews, height, weight, all that stuff, and then they wait for their pro days. Bijan is doing everything. Yeah. yeah so impressive. It's an impressive young man. I could not be happier for him, and he's just going gonna to kick butt. Absolutely. And as always, uh, Spears and Ali presented by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. And, of course, this Spears and Ali special broadcast over here at Omni Tucson National for the Coligard Classic is presented by Chicano's Por La Casa. All right, let's go to top three headlines heading into today. One. One. Ali, we saw it last night. Kevin Durant made his Phoenix Suns debut and the Phoenix Suns beat the Charlotte Hornets 105-91. to But the thing that impressed me the most, and I think this could really uh, be the difference for the Phoenix Suns this year, and I think that this is the big impact for the Suns, albeit I take it with a grain of salt because they did play against the Charlotte Hornets. Sure. And the Charlotte Hornets were without LaMelo Ball and some other key players, right? So you take this win with a grain of salt, but I thought it was a step in the right direction. I think it's a sign of what could come for Phoenix because – you look at the, the leaders for the Phoenix Suns, points, it was Devin Booker with 37. Assists, it was Chris Paul. Rebounds, DeAndre Ayton. And then meanwhile, you have a guy like Kevin Durant, who's a 34-year-old superstar, a guy who just kind of fit in and helped out everyone. And that's the thing. That's the reason why they brought Kevin Durant in. Not only is he a superstar player, but he's the kind of guy that kind of uplifts everyone he's around. And you kind of saw that last night. Yeah, I mean, they looked very efficient on the offensive end. I think Devin Booker was, what, like 15 for 26. Uh, DeAndre Aiden shot uh, 70% from the field. Yep. Kevin uh, Kevin Durant, I think he shot over 60% from the field. It's 10 for 15. <clears throat> so, you know, not bad for math. Uh, they look really good, man. And this team is, as they gel and they continue to play with each other, they're going to get better and better and better. The Phoenix Suns are a legitimate championship uh, contender this year in the NBA. How long that window's open, 
that's uh, fodder for another day. It's open this year. Absolutely. And, of course, a lot of people wanted to see the the fifth starter. We all know about the four guys, but who's going to be that other player? And Josh Kogi, he got the nod. And uh, Josh Kogi, not the best performance, was 0 for 4 from the field, finished with four points, but still had three rebounds and a couple of steals. And really, at the end of the day, they don't need him to score a bunch of points. They they really need him to be that dirty work, the guy who kind of fills in the gaps yeah. with, with every, everybody else. Play defense, rebound, and, uh, you know, play, play play tenaciously. They don't need him to score. They just need him to be there. I mean, frankly, if you have Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Ayton, I mean, Justin Spears at the off guard is fine. <laughs> no offense, all, with all respect. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just because you say with all due respect doesn't mean you can say whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Sure as heck does. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but the Phoenix Suns, they get a win, 105-91, to beating the Charlotte Hornets. First day with, Devin, or with Kevin Durant as a member of the Phoenix Suns. So far, so good. All right, we'll talk more about that coming up uh, later on throughout the show. Uh, including the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Let's go ahead and dive right into headline number two. 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 Big one tonight, Ali. Arizona looking to uh, bounce back from their loss to ASU, and they're going to do so by taking on USC. This is going to be a tough game because USC, I mean, they're you know fighting for a top-four spot in the Pac-12 tournament, right? Yeah. And they're a team that I think has been playing better basketball since the last time they played against Arizona. If you recall the the first game, Arizona got off to a hot start. And a big reason why was because they made a little old uh, switcheroo in the starting lineup. This was the first game that Pella Larson was moved to the bench and Cedric Henderson was elevated to the starting lineup. But ever since those two guys have made that move, you've never seen any drop-off whatsoever. As a matter of fact, I think it's done better for their games. Pella Larson's playing at, ex- at exceptional level. It almost makes you wonder, man, if Tommy Lloyd made this move a little bit sooner, maybe Pella Larson wins Pac-12 Sixth Man of the Year for the second year in a row. But he's obviously played or started way too many games, so he's out of it. But Cedric Henderson has been the energizer bunny, the guy who just does all the dirty work. And even at some points this season when guys weren't really struggling or, or guys weren't really scoring and they were really struggling offensively, Cedric Henderson was able to you know pick up you know some of the load and, and start scoring. So... Those two guys have really been big time for Arizona. But, you know, USC, Boogie Ellis, uh, Drew Peterson, were they like 7 for 20 or something like that in in that game? Yeah, yeah. No, Arizona had their number. And it seems like they've had Drew uh, Peterson's number for the last couple of years. Look, we're we're facing another desperate team, right? This is a... This is a win that would help propel them into the tournament. Arizona needs to bring its its A game, uh, especially uh, on the road against USC. I think they will. Because when the lights are the brightest, it's, this team plays the best. And uh, the lights are definitely going to be bright tonight in L.A., 8 o'clock tip-off. Uh, well, their time. Their, uh, nine 9 o'clock, nine our, nine time. o'clock our time. <sighs> okay, well, we can do this, guys. Can, can you make it on your birthday? Oh, yeah. Can you make it to 9 on oh, your yeah. birthday? I can make All it. Right. I can make it to the well, cats are on. Silly yeah, question. Yeah, exa- thank you, Andrew. It's going to be a great game tonight. Uh, it's basically a pick 'em game if you if you're looking at Vegas. I I, I like to, I like to see the. Uh, I, I I think the Cats are going to bring a really good effort tonight. It's going to be a good game. I I look to for Arizona to win by between eight and ten points. Uh, Boogie Ellis and Peterson, by the way, they were seven for 25 from the field yeah, uh, the first time around. So I expect them to to shoot a little bit better, and uh, quite frankly, I'm expecting 
potentially a big performance from Azulus Dubelis. Well, we've uh, said that the last couple of games, right? Yeah. So now it needs to happen. He needs to – look, Tommy Lloyd said it. He was right. The defensive effort by Azulus Dubelis in the last game was lacking at best. He needs to just get out of his own head, whether it was not trying to get into foul trouble or thinking too much in any other way. Azulis Tubelis is one of the best players in this country. He needs to step on that court and realize he's one of the best players in this country, yeah. and uh, he'll be fine. I, I really hope, like you said, he's not getting in his own head because right around this time you have guys like me and pundits mentioning the, the, the word draft. Is he, is he going to go to the draft? And you start talking about him possibly going to the NBA – and I'm wondering if he's if he's thinking about that, if he's thinking I got to improve my draft stock. I'm a second round draft pick, but I feel like that should almost give you some motivation to just go out and ball out. But maybe he's just in his own head. And because it, it, when I watched him play defense, Ollie against ASU, when I saw Warren Washington make those moves, it it almost looked like Space Jam when the Monstars took away the talents from the NBA players. Right. And the guys were just kind of left looking dumb. Azulis Tubelis had a few of those moments. He did. And it's very head-scratching. And I, I looked at uh, my colleague Bruce Pascoe when Warren Washington spun that guy like a top. And I looked at Bruce and I said, Bruce, that's the difference between a first-round and a second-round pick. You've got to play defense at that next level. And, and we've seen Azulis Tubelis play defense. That's the thing that is so mind-boggling is that were we ever talking about Azulis Tubelis being a liability on defense for most of the season? It's only been really over the last few weeks. Yeah, and even so, then I it, don't was know. Fa- it was foul trouble, not defensive uh, prowess, right? Yeah. I don't know either, man. I mean, uh, a lot of his uh, issues started to arise when we were talking to him uh, about him as the National Player of the Year, right? After Oregon. And it's frankly, uh, it's human nature to let those kinds of things start getting in your head, start thinking about it, to affect your play on the court. Now that maybe that is not on the table anymore, or at least it's diminished, maybe he comes out and plays his game. That's what I'm hoping for for him. And Arizona's going to need it, right? Because you need that that go-to guy that you can lean on. And Arizona's a very talented team. And there isn't a single team in college basketball that's head and shoulders above everyone else. No. So even if Arizona goes into the tournament as a three seed, four seed, whatever, I still think Arizona is a team that's capable of winning a national championship. And they just need to find that rhythm. And I think they can this week. This is the ultimate feel-good weekend for Arizona. If you can split or even sweep the L.A. schools going to the Pac-12 tournament, you have a deep run, maybe even win the whole thing in Vegas – you have to feel pretty good about yourself going in the in the big dance. but Hey, look, tonight is functionally for the second seed in the Pac-12 tournament. Arizona takes care of business and then has a really good game with UCLA, coin or two either way. You'll take that. They're ready to go. Absolutely. All right, Arizona versus USC tonight at 9 p.m. Bill Walton is on the call tonight oh, in Los Angeles. Beautiful. All right, let's go to headline number three. 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 All right, Ali, so while Arizona gets ready to go to the Pac-12 tournament next week in Vegas, the women's basketball team, they're in Vegas right now. And unfortunately, they're uh, they're getting ready for the, the big dance right now because their uh, Las Vegas run has come to an end. Arizona losing to UCLA 73-59. to The Wildcats have lost three in a row going into the NCAA tournament. And, you know, we were talking about this team possibly hosting the first round. 
losing a couple to end the regular season. I mean, you're you're already on the fringe, but when you lose two straight to end the regular season and you get bounced in the first round in Las Vegas, albeit the Pac-12 is really good. We know UCLA is a really good team, but it doesn't bode well for Arizona hosting the first round of the NCAA tournament when you lose like that. It's going to be tough, and it's uh, disappointing coming off those victories over a top five Utah team and a top 20 team in Colorado at home uh, just, just a couple of weeks ago. But, you know, anything can happen in the tournament. So we'll see if they can refocus. Hard to beat a team three times. Arizona swept UCLA for the first time in forever. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know, man. But the, the last three games have been disappointing, and uh, hopefully they're able to recharge and uh, get some momentum back going into the big dance. So the, the good news for for Arizona going into this game was they were rested, they were motivated coming off the losses. But the bad news is UCLA, they lost to Arizona in Poly Pavilion most recently. And UCLA also had a game on the court the previous day. They beat ASU. So they're used to the court. They're adjusted to it. There certainly uh, maybe was a little bit of a rust factor for the, the Arizona women's basketball team. They only shot 32% from the field tonight. Yeah, I mean, scoring 59 points, yeah. that's... That's not typical of uh, this Arizona women's basketball team. All right, so now the Arizona women's basketball team awaits their postseason fates when Selection Sunday comes this upcoming weekend. All right, coming up next on Spears and Ali, that'll do it for top three headlines. But we got our first guest, Jordan Ham from Sports 360 AZ, is going to call in to talk about Kevin Durant's Phoenix Suns debut Bajan Robinson's performance at the NFL Draft Combine, and we'll also chat with him about some college basketball. Man, it's exciting. Kolgar Classic getting started tomorrow. We're over here at Omni Tucson National, and we're doing our live broadcast presented by Chicanos Por La Casa. It's a great time. Make sure you come out and support this amazing event. And appreciate all the conquistadors for helping us out today. All right, Jordan Ham joining us next. Stay tuned. Spears. Justin Spears, I like that. And Ali. I want to be entertaining, but I'm not stupid enough to compare myself to Ali. We'll be right back on 1490 AM ESPN Tucson. You're listening to Spears and Ali live from the Kologard Classic presented by Chicanos Por La Casa. And Kevin Durant made his Phoenix Suns debut last night, Ali. And you know he didn't finish as the, the top scorer for the Phoenix Suns, but he sh- uh, certainly elevated everyone around him. Devin Booker finished with 37 points. Chris Paul led the team in assists. DeAndre Ayton led the team in rebounds. And, of course, uh, KD was right there in the mix of it all, finishing with 23 points and six rebounds. All right, let's talk about KD's debut with Jordan Hamm from Sports 360 AZ. Jordan, how's it going, my man? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Happy birthday, Ali. Thank you, Jordan. I appreciate that, my man. Most importantly, man. Yeah. Wish the man happy birthday. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I appreciate it. It's been a great day uh, with a lot of friends, and uh, including yourself. So couldn't couldn't think of anything better to do than uh, be here at the Culligar Classic uh, as a conquistador, helping raise money for a really good cause. At the same time, I get to do the radio with Justin Spears, one of the best guys uh, you'll ever meet. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. And with that being said, Jordan... Talk to us about KD's debut. What did you make of it? Because, I mean, this is this could go down as maybe the biggest trade in Arizona sports history if things go well and they end up winning a championship. But we saw the first step last night. KD had 23 points and six rebounds. But I think it's what the, the other guys did around him. DeAndre Ayton, uh, Devin Booker. You know, Chris Paul didn't finish with a, a ton of points, but he still had 11 assists. So I thought 
Kevin Durant really uplifted everyone, and I think it's a, a sign of what's to come for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, it was really telling how quickly that first unit just gelled together. Like, it, there wasn't, you know, you think back to, like, the the big three with the Heat or, you know, some of these super teams that come together, it, it takes a little bit of time um, for to kind of figure out everything that's going on. And, yes, it was one game. Yes, it was against the Charlotte Hornets, who were also missing their best player. But it just like everyone seemed in sync. And in terms of Chris Paul, I think he is plenty fine if the rest of the way he averages four points, if he's putting up, you know, 12, 14 assists a game and they're winning games. I think he's at that point in his career, he can have that perspective of he has this elite skill to make it all run through him. And if he's not getting buckets, the the way I kind of view it moving forward is I think Chris Paul is really going to be a scorer only when he needs to be a scorer. Other than that, he's going to be looking at the other three, other four on the on the floor, especially when it's those other three kind of elite starters um, to really get them the ball. So it was really impressive one game in. Um, obviously, I think, you know, the biggest opponent for the Suns moving forward is just going to be the injury bug. If they're able to stay healthy, like you have to feel pretty good about any matchup that they have moving forward. Um, and, you know, that's that's certainly this year, but also you think about it next year when you have a full offseason to build around this this core that you now have. So it's, it's a really exciting time for the Phoenix Suns. You know, a lot of people, Jordan, were talking about this team when they made the trade that it really affected their depth. But is that really overstated? I mean, you got Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and Chris Paul. Is depth really as much of a concern as some may make it out to be? I don't think so. Um, again, injuries will obviously play a, a big role here. But, you know, I, I, I forgot who said it. It might have been even been, you know, Monty Williams. Or actually, sorry, it was Eddie Johnson. He said, it's not like they're going to sub all four at the same time. So, you know, Monty can get creative with who's out there at one time. And, you know, it, it was a it was a really uh, crazy thing to hear that Devin Booker is subbing in for Kevin Durant for the Phoenix Suns. Like, you think... You know, not that long ago, it was like Devin Booker and nobody on this team. Um, so I think that, you know, they can mix and match. Um, you know, obviously some of these, um, especially these bigs, are going to have to step up in a bigger role. And if DeAndre Ayton gets into foul trouble, um, you know, that's something that they're certainly going to have to address. Um, you know, defensively, obviously you lose a lot when it was, you know, Cam Johnson and, uh, and Mikhail Bridges, two guys that really took a lot of pride in that. But you know, Kevin Durant, I think, is having a better defensive year than a lot of people will give him credit for. Um, you know, Devin Booker, I think, is a lot better defender than people give him credit for. So um, I think they're able to make up for that in a lot of ways. Um, you know, so I, I don't think that the depth issues is as prevalent as, you know, initially thought. Jordan Ham from Sports 360 AZ joining Spears and Ali on ESPN Radio. All right, Jordan, so another uh, big storyline going down in sports this week, of course, is the NFL Draft Combine in Indianapolis. And down here in Tucson, we're all rooting for Bijan Robinson to do amazing things. Uh, I haven't really seen too much of, of his draft combine from Indianapolis today. Uh, what have you heard regarding Bijan, and what kind of NFL player do you think he'll be? I think he's going to be a great NFL player. I think, you know, he's probably the best running back prospect since Saquon Barkley, probably, um, you know, and, you know, you go through some of these stats and, you know, the workload that he had at Texas over the past couple of years and the fact that he, like, never really fumbled or, like, was so efficient. And coming out of high school, you know, we, we all remember Bijan as a high school player. Like, he was a great runner, but honestly, 
didn't really have to throw the ball to him all that much. The past couple of years, he's been able to develop more and more as a receiver, I think, because, you know, the NFL is going to call for that. It's going to be interesting to see. Obviously, he's like one of one in this running back class. But you also know, you know, with the NFL running backs, you know, usually they're looking for value there in the draft. So like the third, fourth, fifth round, that sort of thing. Um, and it seems like it is a pretty deep class. So are there going to be teams that are, you know, happy waiting a couple more rounds um, to get someone who, who, you know, certainly checks a lot of boxes but isn't necessarily Dijon? But, you know, you look, it, it only takes one team. Um, and I think that there are a lot of teams that uh, are – you know, either one piece away or have, you know, don't, don't really have too many holes. And they say, we're going to go get a total bell cow and an absolute beast in the backfield to add to us, maybe, you know, mid to late in the first round or trade up. Um, you know, you think of some of these playoff teams that, uh, you know, could use him and it would be a really, really scary thought. So, um, you know, on the field, he's going to help you off the field. He's going to help you. He's going to be a great advocate for whatever organization he goes to and a, you know, role model and that sort of thing. So uh, it, it is a really exciting time for him. And, um, you know, it, it's crazy to think just how quickly now he's uh, he's approaching the NFL draft because it doesn't feel like it was that long ago yeah. we were covering him in high school. Yeah, no doubt, man. And, you know, now here he is getting ready for the NFL draft. And, you know, Jordan, I've seen anywhere from him being projected to land in the top ten. I've seen it, you know, a couple mock drafts have him go as high as, you know, maybe number six or number five. But I've also seen some mock drafts have him go late in the first round. And, you know, a, a part of me, of, of course, wants Bijan to go as high as he can go. But, man, fit is very important here. And I think about what if Bijan somehow slips late in the first round and ends up on a team like the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, think about the number of things that they could do with a guy like Bijan Robinson. It's pretty mind-boggling. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the the Eagles have a... a a pick, you know, early, earlier, you know, I, I forgot what, tra- it might, I think, is it the AJ Brown trade? I'm not sure, but, yeah. um, you know, they, they have a pick kind of earlier on and I, I feel like he's been linked to them a lot because it's like, yeah, they don't have too many holes to fill, but like go get a stud running back. So, um, yeah, you, you think of some of those teams where it just like, it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, to go get that type of player. And yeah, again, the running back position is constantly evolving, but like this guy's a no brainer here. Like if he stays healthy, I think he's going to have such a long career and he's going to be able to help whatever team he's on. How crazy is it to think that next year we're going to be playing Bijan on Madden? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that, that was one of the things like when NCAA football announced it was coming back, still waiting on that. But it was like, thinking about, okay, the, you know, playing with Keely Ringo and playing with B. John Robinson and playing with Spencer Rattler and, like, kind of all those players we missed out on. But, yeah, it, it really is, you know, wild to think, like, yep, he's going to be, you know, on, on those, you know, really big pedestals. And you know what's going to be crazy is we're going to be playing uh, Madden and we're going to be putting up crazy numbers with B. John Robinson, but it still won't be enough as the time that uh, South Point played against, was it Mesa Dobson? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had like, yep. like, like 400 in the first half or something like that. Uh, it was so crazy. No, no, no. The stat was he had eight carries for 356 yards, something like that. Jeez Louise, man. Yeah. That, that Dobson game and that Desert that desert Edge game, it was just like yeah. absolutely stupid. <laughs> All right, Jordan, uh, before we let you go, uh, it, very interesting week in Los Angeles for both Arizona basketball programs. You know, you have the Wildcats trying to 
right the ship after a crazy ending against ASU. Azulis Tabellis is looking to make his case for Pac-12 Player of the Year. So Arizona, they're going to be playing very motivated. But ASU, on the other hand, they're looking to secure a top-four bid in the Pac-12 tournament. They're looking just to make the NCAA tournament, period. So it's it's very interesting to look at kind of the current state of both Arizona basketball programs. How do you kind of weigh it out, Jordan? Yeah, I mean, for both of them, it's it's a massively important weekend ahead of, you know, the Pac-12 tournament. And just, like, also adding to those resumes. Obviously, Arizona is very entrenched in the postseason, and they will be going. But, you know, it, every single bracket I look at, it's slightly different. You know, maybe they're a three seed or a two seed and, you know, that sort of thing. And, you know, location does matter in a lot of these cases. And, you know, it feels like it's coming down to Pac-12 player of the year is going to be, you know, almost decided U of A against UCLA between Hawkins and Tubelis. Um, and then for ASU, I mean, they are fighting for their tournament lives right now. They are so firmly on the bubble. Um, and, you know, that buzzer beater last week put them right back into the mix of things. So if they're able to split, maybe have a pretty good week in, in uh, Las Vegas and win a couple games, like they should be in if they're able to, you know, somehow sweep something that doesn't happen a lot with LA schools. Like you got to feel pretty good about that, but it's going to be, and talking to Bobby Hurley this week, he is like, all right, we're kind of riding the wave of this really exciting win. And we've watched the replay over and over again. And we've watched it with the Titanic theme and all that sort of stuff. But we also know that the job's not done. And we really like, this is such a crucial weekend. So uh, yeah, it's, you know, always fun when there's meaningful basketball happening, um, you know, this late in the year uh, and so many implications both for the Pac-12 tournament and then beyond that. Jordan Ham from Sports 360 AZ joining Spears and Ali on ESPN Radio. Be sure to follow Jordan on Twitter and find his work at sports360az.com. Jordan, always appreciate you. Thank you as always. Yeah, man, and thank you for the kind words. Really appreciate it. Of course. Appreciate you, fellas. Thank you. All right, we're still celebrating Ali Farhang's birthday. Plus, we're having a good time out here at the Kologard Classic. Make sure you uh, join us here at Omni Tucson National Resort this week. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the NFL draft and maybe the latest happenings in the National Football League. How about that, Ali? Hey, man, I couldn't get a better birthday present, and it seems like the Ravens are imploding. So it's great. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about that coming up next. Stay tuned. That's a twofer for the Arizona Wildcats, as we call it here. That's what you call it, Justin's house, a twofer. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it means not a lot in, of things. Not in Josh's house. I got a slice of pepperoni, and I got a taco. It's a twofer, <laughs> baby. It sounds like a great day for And me. he's watching The Matrix 2. <laughs> Reloaded. Spears and Ali is live from the Kologard Classic. Our Kologard Classic broadcast is presented by Chicanos por la Causa. There you go. Look at Gotta, you. Look at you. You know? Yeah, man. You're, you're doing it with effort. That's said, all you can ask for. He said, uh, you got to make sure that you say causa, causa, because it's for the cause. Right. Not for the house. Right. It's for the causa, not casa. Right. Okay. Yeah, fair. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's always good to have a sponsor of the show where you say their name correctly, too. Yes. Just, just something to think about. Yes. One <laughs> came over and told us. I know. It's like, hey. We had Dave Larson on, who runs their uh, like their construction, Chicano por la construction, and uh, and uh, Dave, <laughs> is gonna, Dave is going to be on with us tomorrow in the four o'clock hour, talking about Chicano por la causa and uh, all the things that they do. Cannot wait, man. Yeah. 
plus, we're uh, supposed to have a couple of uh, sponsors from, uh, we're not sponsors, guests from the Conquistadors, too, oh, coming yeah. up. We're going to have uh, Josh Hill in the 4 o'clock hour. Uh, I'm sorry, Josh Robinson from the 4 o'clock hour. Josh was the tournament chairman last year. Uh, he is just uh, relaxing with his legs up eating pizza this year. But uh, Josh has a lot of knowledge and is one of the best of the best. Conquistadors, human beings, friends, uh, you name it. And then uh, we're going to get the new executive director on, Jeff Hill, who is from Tucson, moved away, worked in sports, and now is back uh, working with the Conquistadors. Can't wait to talk to those guys coming up in the uh, 4 o'clock hour. But, Ali, today is your birthday. It is. Happy birthday to you, my friend. The year of Mike Webster, 52. 52? Yeah. Mike Webster. Iron Mike, fifth-round draft choice out of Wisconsin, given little shot to succeed, became a Hall of Famer. That's the way I'm going to grind in 2023. See the uh, the guy with all the missing teeth? That's Jack Lambert. Jack Lambert, yeah. yes. God, you're killing me right now. Sorry. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> all right, let's... Uh, 1974 draft, I man. Uh, Lynn Swan in the first round. Jack Lambert in the second round. Mike Webster in the fifth round. John Stallworth uh, in the fourth round. And then Donnie Shell as a free agent. The greatest draft of all time is the 1974 Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Be hard-pressed to find a better one. All Hall of Famers. You're a Hall of Fame person, Ali. Well, thank you. And we're going to celebrate you today. And as a matter of fact, we have a, a special call-in. He wanted wanted to make it a surprise. So here we go. We got our good friend. Mike Tomlin. Mike. A better Mike. Luke. Even a better Mike. My, Mike Luke from PHNX is yeah. joining Spears and Ali. And he wanted to call in to give you a message. Mike, you're on the air. What's going on, my friend? All right. First of all, Justin, fantastic uh, description there. Uh, I cannot say that as well as you did in Spanish dialect, so I'm not going to even try. But second of all, Ali, just want to wish you a happy birthday, my guy. You guys have a great show going. Love listening to you. The chemistry, the camaraderie, you guys are both treasures. Just wanted to call and wish you a happy birthday, my guy. Mike, I appreciate it very much, man. And uh, sincerely, as we texted each other earlier today, I am grateful and appreciative of knowing you, your friendship, and look for many more years uh, of doing things together and our friendship to grow even further. Absolutely. All right, my guys. Like I said, I'll let you go. Wanted to wish you guys a happy birthday and keep doing what you're doing because you're fantastic. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate I appreciate it, you. You know what? We are such so intertwined. We are such good partners now, Justin. My birthday is now your birthday because we have people wishing us I happy say, birthday. Like, I want to wish you guys happy <laughs> birthday. And I'm like, I mean, my birthday's not for another uh, four months, hey, but man. I'll people, take it. Hey, I'll man. take it. Mike Luke just started something. I'm going with it. I got a birthday on March 2nd. So do you. We both got birthdays on July 4th, too. We're doing it twice. Two birthdays, man. Yeah. This is great. I love it. I like it. All right, Ali. Um, and pinkies out when you eat those hot dogs. Remember. <laughs> yes. Always pinkies out. Uh, Ollie, did you get a chance to see these uh, report cards issued by by teams? I did. What's what's the one that jumps out to you? Uh, unsurprisingly, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, it's basically, F's across the board. I mean, you got guys coming in and training and working out. They charge them for food. I yeah. Mean, like I think it's like one of the only teams they got. Listen to this. In this age in the NFL, a multi-billion-dollar industry. The Cardinals make their younger guys room together on the road. That's unheard of. And if you don't think those things matter when you want to try to get a free agent or when you're trying to build a tradition in your franchise, you would be mistaken. 
So that that stuck out to me. The Steelers did really well, except for a lot of their some of their stuff is antiquated, like their locker room and whatnot. And so they need to put some more money in their facilities. Uh, so that that's that struck me. And then, man, there's there's some organizations that they've got all the uh, you know like the Jacksonville Jaguars locker room. I got a picture of that. That thing is amazing. Yeah, it's like one of the best locker rooms I've ever seen in my life. And the NFL players agree. And then do you uh do you see what the Chargers got? What do they get? They got F's. They did? Yeah, pretty much all across the board. And the reason why is because, like, their their training room uh, and their, their cafeteria area is not up to, to par. During training camp, there were a lot of times where guys would have to stand up and eat. Like, they, they didn't have any place to, to sit down and enjoy their lunch. And it's like, Amateur man, hour, man. man, these are NFL players, and you, you can't even get them a seat to eat lunch. Well, that's insane. Let me tell you, like the the training, the recuperation, the uh, all those stuff that goes into the health and welfare of your players. Why do you think the Chargers always have guys that are hurt at the beginning of the year? There is a there is a relationship between those things. Why do you think the Cardinals yeah. have so many guys that are hurt all the time, right? So look at the best training staffs. I was talking to somebody. But what's crazy is the Chargers strength coach. That was the the best grade they got. They got. Yeah. A minus for strength coach. Yeah, but what about the things? But like, uh, about uh, everything else, yeah. terrible. Yeah. So that. So where do they rank? Thirty. They were last. Yeah. Oh wow. And the Cardinals were second to last. Yep. Wow. Training staff. Yeah, training staff. They were thirtieth. Training room. They were thirtieth. But strength coaches A minus. So. Not, tied, tied for seventeenth. So that one was not graded on a curve. No. So you got to take that with a grain of salt there. Yes. If you get an A-minus and you're tied for 17th, uh, the strength coach <laughs> teacher is an easy grader. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just it's it's just so so sad, though, because, you know, you hear about them going with or dealing with facility issues, cafeteria issues. I thought the, the reason why you went from San Diego to Los Angeles was because you saw the amenities were so much better in Los Angeles. They were giving you so much more facility-wise than what the city of San Diego was offering you. Where did you get that from? They went to L.A. because of money, not because their no, facilities. They, 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 are... want, they wanted a new stadium in San Diego, yeah. and, the, and the city wouldn't give it to them. But more money in the owner's pocket, not more money to build to have facilities that are top class for your players. That, that was never part of the equation. No, they still want money for their franchise. They wanted everything to be better, but the, the city of San Diego wasn't cooperating with them. So Dean Spano said, okay, you know, rather than cutting open some money on our end, right. we're going to pack up things and go to Los Angeles. Yeah, and he got paid a lot more money but didn't put any and, of it back in the team. And and yeah. and they're still dealing with these kind of issues. Spanos. So this is yeah. the Spanos regime in a nutshell, and it's very frustrating. I'm sorry, man. Because they have so much talent. They have so much potential. They have the pieces. But for some reason, this team can't stay out of their own way. But they can't. I digress. Uh, you said you were excited about the, the Ravens imploding. What do you yeah. mean by that? Well, uh, uh, what is it? That DaCosta, the general manager, came out and said that, uh, you know, basically they haven't done a good job of drafting receivers, and it's just been one of those things. And then one of the receivers they just drafted in the first round a couple of years ago, Rashad Bateman, is like, hey, man. You keep trying to put the blame on me and on number eight and us. Maybe you should look at yourself in the mirror and your track record, which he then deleted, and then DaCosta had to address. And then all the stuff with Lamar Jackson. To me, the Baltimore Ravens look like they're going to implode, and I can't tell you there's not a better birthday gift a Steelers fan can get. (laughs) So what's next for Lamar Jackson? Because I've heard 
Uh, we actually spoke to Brendan Deeg, uh, I think it was yesterday or two days, two days ago. He really likes the Atlanta Falcons coming in and making a move to get Lamar Jackson. Yeah. To me, I just think that Lamar Jackson, Eric Bieniemy, these two together, two guys that kind of are really good and they're well-respected around the NFL but maybe kind of feel like they have a lot to prove still. Yeah. They seem like a match made in heaven. I'll give you one more reason why the Washington Seawards could be Lamar Jackson's destination. Because Daniel Snyder is being forced to sell his team, right? And everybody in the NFL is upset that Deshaun Watson got a fully guaranteed $230 million deal. So Dan Snyder, who's not afraid of spending money, he's not afraid of giving up draft capital, before he sells his team, he brings in Lamar Jackson and gives him a record quarterback deal fully guaranteed that all the other teams have to deal with with two middle fingers as he's walking out the door that's why <laughs> that's lamar jackson perfect. is going to be a washington seaward because that is a petty human being Daniel that's Snyder. actually very very predictable yeah yeah i could see that happening all right if you want to call in and talk about national football league 719-1490 is the phone number 719-1490 spears and ali out here at omni tucson national for our Colaguard Classic Broadcast presented by Chicanos por la Causa. All right, coming up next, closing up our number one, we're going to look back on what happened on this day in sports history, including Wilt Chamberlain's 100-point game. I have something to say about that coming up next. Spears. Justin Spears, I like that. And Ali. I want to be entertaining, but I'm not stupid enough to compare myself to Ali. We'll be right back on 1490 AM ESPN Tucson. All right, welcome back to Spears and Ali. Here, uh, putting a bow on the first hour of our special Thursday Kuligar Classic broadcast presented by Chicanos Por La Causa. And Ali, since today's Thursday, figured we'd do a little throwback Thursday segment, talk about what happened on this day in sports history. And this was a big one, because on this day in 1962, Philadelphia 76ers center, Wilt Chamberlain scores an NBA record 100 points in a win over the New York Knicks. They weren't even going by the the 76ers then. They were going by the Warriors. Yeah. And the Warriors beat the Knicks 169 to 147 in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And Wilt Chamberlain went 36 of 63 from the field and 28 of 32 from the free throw line, allegedly. Oh, here we go. Allegedly. Okay, I'm just going to give you the floor to try to uh, disparage one of the greatest sports feats of all time. It's it's yours, man. Go how, ahead. How come there's no footage of it? What what year was it? There's no, there's no there's no there's no there's no footage of it. Yeah. It, I, I get it. It's 19 it's yeah. 1962. 1962. But, come on, no footage of Wilt scoring 100 points is the greatest basketball player of all time. So there's oh, two there's oh, two, oh, at that time two teams that played right. Two teams have played. Yes. There is uh, approximately, what, 10 to 12 players on each team, right? Yes. So that's 20 to 24. Then you've got at least one coach on each side, right? <laughs> so let's add that, two more. And then you've got all the people in the stands. So one of the most massive sports conspiracies of all time, just so that Will Chamberlain could say that he scored 100 points, nobody ever came out and said that didn't happen. I was there. I played against them. I played with them. No. They, Maybe they were like, dude, it, he scored a lot of points. Yeah, I can see why he people would say he scored 100. Yeah, I can see that. No. He totally scored 100, right? But in reality, he scored like 60. No, no. Come on. No. <laughs> I'm not going to be that conspiracy guy. You wanted, um, you wanted to, though. I, I wanted to, you wanted me to just help you out there and give you a morsel to, to chew on. But I just made a very logical 
uh, argument as to why it did happen. And there's nothing you can say. Uh, other or, I'm wrong, and it's one of the greatest conspiracies of all, conspiracies of all time. Now, here's the, the reason why I don't think it's a conspiracy theory. Because Will Chamberlain was an absolute madman during that time. He was awesome. I mean, think about the, the stretch of games where he put up 40 to 50 points. Of course, there's going to be the one night where the, the team on the other side played absolute garbage and they didn't really play like absolute garbage they played 147 but will chamberlain was just on a whole nother level the team scored 169 points he scored 100 of them let me tell you the uh, will chamberlain of tucson uh, is uh, joe Schifano that just walked by right now that guy's scoring triple doubles every day so dependable health give him a shout out um it happened and uh, also on this date uh, ben roethlisberger was born and dr seuss and ollie farhang and ollie farhang so and Will Chamberlain scored 100 no points. points. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, it's coming up in uh, hour number two. We're still rocking and rolling here at the Coligard Classic. All your Conquistador buddies are here. You got members of the PGA Champions Tour walking around here after playing a practice round and getting ready for the tournament. It's uh, lively out here at Omni. And I got to tell you, man, this weekend the weather is going to be gorgeous. So look forward to everybody coming out here at the Omni. No doubt. One hour in the books. We got two more hours left. We're going to get into Arizona's matchup tonight in Los Angeles against the USC Trojans. If you want to talk about what's going on or what's weighing on your mind regarding Arizona, call into the show, 719-1490, 719-1490. More Spears and Ali coming up next.